Hi, and welcome to Vibe with Love, the podcast that has the intention of spreading light, love, helping with personal growth, development, life coaching, life situations, helping with healing and raising the vibrations of this earth where it needs to be. My name is Sharon and I am your host. I am a Reiki master. I practice Kundalini Reiki, Crystal Reiki, Golden Light. I am also an intuitive, an empath, a kick-ass businesswoman, a mother, a daughter, a lover, and a friend. All that good stuff coming to you with so much love. As we begin, I want to remind us of the importance of truth, honesty, and just being real. That's what this podcast is about because that truly is what helps personal growth, personal development, and true healing is to just be honest with each other and tell our stories as they are, to know that we're in this world together and that nothing is perfect. See, there's this thing that I like to call the 3D box. It's this untruth of what life is supposed to be. It's these stories that we've been told our whole lives of you grow up, you get married, you have children, you have this white picket fence, you have this great job and you live happily ever after. And All the stuff in between, you know, that's not talked about. Well, that's not truth, right? We all have our stories. We all have our our interesting things that have happened in our life. And it's important for us to talk about that in a real way and share so that we know that we're not in this alone. And we know that the lessons that are coming from these things. See, as we share our stories and we can relate, we can pick up on things to say, Maybe that's why that happened. And do you see the good that came out of that situation? And do you see the growth that happened from that? With telling our true stories, that's the intention. That's the goal. Let me begin this series with my life story, my personal growth, my personal development, lessons that I learned along the way, and the great spiritual awakening that I've been able to attain so far. So I was born November 12th, 1975 in Fort Dix, New Jersey to an amazing couple. My parents met in Puerto Rico at 18 and 19 years old. Their story is literally, it would seem out of a storybook or a movie, let me tell you. My mom and dad both grew up in Puerto Rico and my mother was never allowed to go to the beach. Imagine living on an island and not being able to ever go to the beach. My grandfather, her father was extremely religious and he just felt that the beach was not a place for decent women. So when my mom was about 16 years old, my grandparents divorced. So she was able to then now explore the beach. So she went to the beach. It was one of the first times she had ever been to the beach in her life at 18 years old. My father, on the other hand, grew up going to the beach his entire life. And he had a very favorite beach that he used to go to with my grandfather as a child. So when my father came home on leave in September, he and my grandfather went to this beach. It's called La Sardinera in Atillo, Puerto Rico. La Sardinera is about 30 minutes from where my mother grew up. And guess what? That's the beach that she went to that day with her best friend. My mother was literally sitting underneath a palm tree wearing a little yellow outfit with black polka dots. Just ask my dad. He can tell you exactly what she was wearing that day. And my father saw her and he turned to my grandfather and he said, 
You see that woman right there? I'm going to have her. And my grandfather said, okay. So my father being my typical tough Latino father walked up to my mom and they just started to talk. And my mother was there with one of her best friends. Well, my mother's best friend actually had a little crush on my dad. So they were all just kind of talking with my grandfather. And then guess what happened? It starts to pour down rain. So my father, of course, offered my mother and her friend a ride home. My mother was extremely reluctant, but her friend, of course, that had the crush on my dad was all about it. So this woman sat in the front seat with my dad. My mother was in the back seat with my grandfather. And my father kept looking at my mom through the rearview mirror, making eyes, and uh, he dropped them off. Well, the next day, he just could not get my mom out of his mind. So he went back. He went back to where he dropped them off, which happened to be her best friend's house. And when he spoke to her friend and he told her he was looking for my mother. She, of course, was a little frustrated, but did tell him where my mom lived. So my father then drove past my grandmother's house. And he drove past that house at least 20 times. And my grandmother finally got upset and stopped him on the side of the road and said, enough, come in here. If you want to speak to my daughter, you need to speak to me first. So he did. And he and my mother courted for that week while he was on leave. He was stationed in Panama at the time, and he was only home for about a week. Well, he knew that my mother was the love of his life. It was love at first sight for him and same for my mom. So he asked her to marry him before he left the island to go back to Panama. And back in those days, there was no telephone calls. It was all letters. So they planned their wedding through letters. My father came back to Puerto Rico in December and they got married December 26th. And this year will be their 50th wedding anniversary. So very exciting. And it sounds like out of a fairy tale, right? Well, guess what? There's a lot in between there. There's a lot of truth and a lot of learning and growth. And I'm going to talk about my perspective from that as their third child. So as I said, I was born November 12th, 1975. And let me tell you, I was born ready to go. A lot of people don't believe this, but it's the God's honest truth. And you can ask my parents. I stood up when I was three months old. I was walking at six months. By six and a half months, I was running around the house on my tiptoes. You could not keep me contained. I was just raring to go. And guess what? I still am. I haven't stopped. <laughs> That's been this life's journey. So I was baptized Catholic at home. My mother and father weren't very religious, especially with the way that my mother had grown up and, and the strictness of her home. And you know, she had a lot of frustrations with the Catholic Church and a lot of things that she didn't sit well with her based on the way she grew up. And that was just her story. So she wasn't super connected. So as we started to grow, I was probably about three years old. We had moved to Germany and my mom became a Jehovah's Witness and she really connected with that religion. They came and testified at her door and she just felt this very strong connection with that religion. So as I continued my growth, that's the religion that I knew till I was about 10 years old. So as I said, we moved to Germany and that really was one of my very first memories. I remember I was obsessed with hot dogs <laughs> and I would open the refrigerator. Like I said, I was raring to go. I could open the refrigerator door. I would climb the refrigerator to get any food that I wanted. And then I would go hide underneath the uh, bed. I don't know why, but I do. I remember that was my very first memory, hiding in the bed, eating these hot dogs and, and yogurt. 
Um, so then we moved from Germany, we moved to Maryland. And my mother, again, she had continued her faith. And I remember going to the Kingdom Hall with her on Saturdays and not really understanding what was happening there and not feeling super connected. I remember feeling afraid as a child. I started school. I started school when I was four years old. I started kindergarten and I wasn't super connected with a lot of people. I was very hyper and the teachers, I remember my first grade teacher said to me, you're average and you're always going to be average. You're an average student. And I was five years old and that stayed with me. Oof, lesson number one in this lifetime. After my second grade year, I had this amazing teacher. Her name was Miss Lewis. Uh, I loved her so much. She didn't make me feel average. She made me feel very special. And I remember being so excited because my father had gotten orders for us to move to Hawaii. And I was thrilled. I was so excited. I remember jumping up and down telling Miss Lewis, accidentally actually called her mom that day, I remember, that I was moving to Hawaii. And I remember as a child feeling like this tingle, this weird connection, like I knew then that something very special was going to be in Hawaii. I just was connected to it. I don't know why. So we moved to Hawaii and my formative years were there. And a lot of my strongest memories of growth are there. And that really was the first time that I felt truly connected to spirit in a way that I can actually verbalize it. I was about seven or eight years old. And back then, we were just able to go outside and play. You know, we had to be back for dinner. When it started to get dark, you had to come back in and check in and have dinner with the family. So I was an explorer. And like I said, I was just always raring to go. So I would go and I would hike in these woods and that were across the, the way from our house. And I remember I discovered this place. I called it the Fern Place. Let me describe this to you. So we're on a tropical island I'm in these beautiful woods. I would literally eat guavas off the trees when I was hungry. And, and that's just what we did. We explored and we ate the fruit that lived on the trees. I found this place in this beautiful forest. I'm going to try to describe it to you the best I can. Imagine this just huge circle, probably about 40 feet in diameter. And it was in this clearing of the woods. It was just, the, the woods grew around it. And there was these ferns that, that just created this huge circle in this clearing. And the sun literally would come straight down and beam right in the center of this circle. And I was just in awe of this place. I felt this strong connection. I felt this vibration. I can, I can verbalize that now. I didn't understand it as a child, but it was palpable. It was powerful. And I remember I walked into that circle and I just let the sun hit me. And I looked up and I just let the heat just take my entire body and my being. And I didn't know what was happening, but I knew, I knew then that it was something very special. And it was the first time that I heard kind of a voice. And I don't really remember what it said, but I remember that it scared me. And I thought I was going crazy or something at that age. And I got scared and I left that place and I, and I ran home. And I never told really anybody about that because I was just 
I was scared and I didn't know. Like I said, I had heard this voice and I thought, oh my goodness. So there it began. There began my spiritual journey. And that's when my connection with music came to play. That's when I really started to get into music in a very big way. My father played guitar and he sang and I just wanted to be like him. He danced salsa. We we were always having parties and people at our house and music was just such this important part of our culture. But after that voice came, I knew that there was a connection to music. So I started to sing and I would sing all the time, any time that I could. And then I began to dance and I wanted to dance any time that I could. So to remind you guys, my mom was a Jehovah's Witness and she was very strong in her faith. And when we were in school, she made it very clear to our teachers that, you know, that was something that we were and we would not be practicing birthdays and we wouldn't be able to do holidays. And I had a very spiritual fourth grade teacher. And when I say spiritual, she was a, she was Hawaiian. She was extremely strong in her spirituality and her, in her ways and her religion in the way that they practice it there on the island. And a big part of that religion is dance, is music, is the hula. Well, as a child, I had no idea that the hula and the music, at least at that point, was connected to religion or spirituality. I just wanted to learn the hula dance. I really wanted to dance. I wanted to be a part of that. I loved it. I loved the music. I loved the way it made me feel. And I wanted to create that movement. But Miss Piana, respecting my mom, would not teach me hula. So my mom had to actually go to the school and let her know that it would be okay. Thank God that, thank God for my mother for doing that. So I was able to learn the hula and we did this huge luau in our school and I was the featured dancer. I actually taught this specific dance, lovely hula hands, to the other fourth grade students in my class. What I didn't realize, again, and what I didn't know is that that was a part of that spirituality and that spiritual growth at that time. Understanding that that's how they share their spirituality and that culture is through the music and through the dance and through the storytelling that way. So how beautiful was that? Lessons learned. So many lessons learned in that short span of my life. But I'll tell you the strongest connection that I know now was to trust my instincts and to trust the music and to trust the vibrations that that brings It is incredibly beautiful and it is incredibly powerful. Music is soothing to the soul. It's calming. Can you connect? Can you connect to specific songs or specific melodies or specific just vibrations that the music brings that raises you where you want it to go? It's huge. It's incredible. It's powerful. It's awesome. It's awesome. So there I was, so happy, doing the hula, being able to connect in a way that I didn't understand at that time. And then life, life got really scary at that point for me. Things changed. Something shifted. The energy in my home was different. I remember that feeling. And I remember being connected to that and not understanding what was going on. Because... 
right? I was living in this world of a fairy tale, if you will. My mom and dad were together. They seemed like a beautiful couple. We were always having friends and family over our houses. We were always you know, involved with so many people. I didn't understand what was going on. What was heavy? What was that dense feeling that I was having? I remember going to bed feeling scared one night, just like, what's going, what's going on? So lessons in that is connecting and trusting your instincts, because in this next podcast, I'll explain to you what happened in our life at that time and some of the lessons that we got from that and some that I'm still learning as an adult from that time in my life. I'm so grateful for you allowing me to share my story with you. I hope that it's connecting. I hope that it's resonating. I hope that you can go back to your childhood and and find those moments and connect them to where you are today and say, hey, maybe that's why that happened and that's where that lesson was or, oh, that's how that made made me feel or that's why I feel that way because of that situation. See, that's how healing works. That's how growth works. It's connecting to moments getting that understanding, using that in the present moment through our free will of understanding and of love and not using things that have happened in our life as crutches, as negatives, but finding the positives in those situations and in those moments. I, again, thank you so much for allowing me to share with you. I'm excited for our next podcast. If you have any questions, ideas, or feedback, I can be reached on with love underscore healing on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to your feedback until next time. Stay strong, stay safe and stay with love. <laughs>